Hello everyone and welcome to this new world politics program. Today it's Lucas and I'm with Maite and Francesca. Perfecto. And today we will discuss about a very actual problem situation because today we will speak about Afghanistan and what's happening well right now with the Taliban. So media journals are talking about this since yes, days weeks. Maybe also we can talk about the facts uh, in itself, what's happening and why. But also maybe if we have time, we can discuss about uh, how the media treats the information and uh, how they, like since a few days a week, they discuss a lot. But before, no. But this was coming. Like everyone knew that it was coming, but nobody talked about it until the moment where it was happening. Yeah, so let's find out better what happened in Afghanistan. Unfortunately, Afghanistan is once again the Taliban. On Sunday, 15 August, the Taliban completed the conquest of Afghanistan, taking control of the capital Kabul and its presidential palace. Inside the palace, the Taliban held their first press conference from the country's new leaders, broadcast exclusively by Al Jazeera. They entered the city without encountering resistance, taking advantage of the surrender of the Afghan security forces and the escape of President Ashraf Ghani. Afghanistan asked us to return to being ruled by the Taliban as between 1996 and 2001, when their regime was overthrown by the American military intervention following the terroristic attacks of 11 September 2001 in New York and Washington. At the time, the Taliban were accused of giving refuge to al-Qaeda terrorists, perpetrators of the attacks, the same accusation that is leveled against them even today. The entry of the Taliban into Kabul was rather orderly, although it caused panic sense in the city. The Taliban have conquered Kabul after swiftly conquering all the other major cities in the country saying they would not enter immediately to give the Ghani government time to surrender and negotiate the transition. Within hours, however, it became clear that there would be no need to negotiate anything. The government crammed, Ghani took a plane with his family and closest associates and fled the country, and security forces around the city abandoned their posts, often taking off their uniforms and dressing up in civilian clothes to not be recognized and not to suffer the revenge of the Taliban. I saw about this, that the president so who took a plane when the Taliban entered, that uh, the day, just the day before that the Taliban entered the capital, The president was saying in the television that Afghanistan will not surrender and they will fight yes. until the end. And mm -hmm. the day after, he was leaving. I was yes, the he, same. He, he took a plane with cash and he left the country. He pretend to govern the country from outside, but that is impossible. Now Taliban have power in the government and president now don't, doesn't have any control in the country. Maybe things were not different than now if the president was staying there. But okay, maybe you can try and for your country, for yes, come on, your you're population, the your citizen. Population like the society vote you 
because you are the representative of the country, you need to fight, I don't know, for your country. Okay, it's the other part. They are Taliban. They are uh, dangerous people. Dangerous people. They have knowledge and there are people very intelligent and they have a lot of different ways to go to the government. And for that reason, they are now controlling everything because it's not only take coupons and that's all. No, 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 no. In the past, they used to have control yes. of Afghanistan. So mm-hmm. they know. Yes. Of course. And um, I don't know if you saw a scenes of despair were seen, especially in the visa issuing centers around the city, where many people flock on Sunday to try to obtain the necessary documents to leave the country. Equally confusion arose at Kabul International Airport, where the evacuation of diplomatic personnel and foreign nationals who had remained in Kabul were underway. Several videos, you know, circulated on social networks, uh, showed how thousands of people went to the airport trying to board a plane, often without success. Yes. Very bad scenes. And I'm very sad because we could uh, watch images from Kabul airport where people handle the wheels of the plane to try to escape the country and they died because... When the plane take off, like the wheels went inside the plane and people die on the floor, like from a huge distance from the floor. Yeah, even I think one image went like all around the world about one uh, US uh, plane, big American US plane who was supposed to be suited for like, I don't know, one, one or two hundred people. And there were six hundred people all just, uh, they were sitting next to each other's mm-hmm. all in the plane without anything not even one small bag but not even baggage yes and it's very sad how you are living in your city in your hometown and suddenly you need to leave the country because you are in danger you are in safety in your own country because someone decides to take the power and you aren't Something that they don't want in their country. It's a sad situation, a strange situation for us. For example, it's a very strange situation because I can't imagine be living in my city and suddenly must to escape because they are escaping. And sometimes there are a lot of people with visa and they can't come inside the airport because Taliban don't allow that. Yeah, I saw also this because technically the Soviet American soldiers are leaving Afghanistan, but they are still staying at least in the airport to evacuate people. Mm-hmm. But they have agreements with the Taliban, with diplomacy, all that stuff. To And this agreement was that uh, the Taliban will not try to keep the people in Afghanistan. They will let the people who want to go, go. But mm-hmm. the fact is that it's not really happening because, yeah, like you said, there are checkpoints all around the airport controlled by the Taliban and they are not letting all the people go. I don't know, guys. For me, it's really too much difficult to understand and to try to put in their shoes because for me it's absurd. And maybe I can uh, justify behaviors of, I don't know, security or other people because there was desperation. I mean... You don't know what you have to do or 
how you can manage the situation. Yeah, I can't understand why they have this obsession to control everything in this way. Because I can't understand people in dictatorship, they want to control everything. But in this country, Taliban's want to control strange things because we are now in 2021 and for me these activities this i don't know this conflict is very strange yeah but also the thing is that the talibans believe in their religion in a very uh, extreme way mm-hmm. it's, uh, so and they want to apply this uh, religion the way it is to all afghanistan but if you listen to what they say what they are saying They do not want war. They explain that the person that uh, they killed or that they are killing is because of the war. And they want uh, an Afghanistan like better for everyone. Because the fact is that Afghanistan in general is in war, like internal war or with also other countries since decades now. Yes, for that reason, they are making interviews. Yeah. To show them like welcoming freely, they don't want kill the population, they want to improve the country, blah blah blah. But the reality is different because if you want to improve your country, people don't want to escape. I think the speech in front of of the world mm-hmm. was I don't know a kind of um, legitimacy for their power, no? So you need uh, the world. Um, allow you to be there because they cannot stay alone. Yeah, they need the international support, no? Yes, so. yeah, it's clearly propaganda to, to say yes. that, uh, okay, they are not the same as when they were in the power in 2001. Mm-hmm. I think they are different, they change, and they want to install one thing, well, with their religion mm-hmm. uh, in Afghanistan with everyone they will the women will have rights and all that stuff so they want to show uh, an image of them like uh, a better because yeah like you said they also need at least agreements with some countries maybe with the countries that they have borders with and even with the population because even if they are threatening the population Yes. One day, if they are really bad with the population, mm-hmm. if the population revolt, they will probably win because, well, the Talibans are not a majority of no. Afghan people. No, no, no. But the problem, they live with fear. And the Talibans know that and play with this fear. For example, you say before, like, they are extremists and they use the religion and always in this kind of countries the religion is uh, the base of the conflict and for that reason i think i can't understand why why they use religion to do that and for example women in this country don't have any right because they decide to follow a law a religion law and But maybe this religion or love doesn't have the best reading because it's like the Bible or Quran. People decide to to say Quran or the Bible say that. But if you read these books, I understand your point. It's uh, I think it can offend people in some way what you're saying, because it's like sacred books, Mm -hmm. religion. But yeah, unfortunately, they want to 
Right. So I think also that's the point why us, like as Europeans, we mm -hmm. don't really understand the conflict. I think for at least two reasons. First, because we are not informed by the media of what's happening. We are just informed right now about what's happening right now and just the bad things. Mm -hmm. And second, I think, for example, in France, there is a lot of uh, Islamophobia. Mm -hmm. And because we, a lot of people, even medias in France, are comparing terrorists often with Islam, because the terrorists often are Islamist. But this, the point is that it's not the same thing. It's yeah, just that they reduce this religion to mm -hmm. these people. And so that's why, at the end, we don't really understand what's happening. Exactly. And maybe, for example, from, from France or from Spain, we had a terrorism attack from islamic people not Recently, everybody not, not too much long time ago no yes and for that reason media use that to foment this fear against islam community but people need to understand not everybody that they use or they are islamics they have this thought it's only a little part of the big community that they ha they are yes Here, the, the speech is political, not religion. Uh -huh. Okay, you can use religious reasons, but the question is political. No? Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they use religion f to, to defend Yeah, but because in thought. these countries, not even just for Taliban, but even in, uh, like in Afghanistan in general, religion is very important. Uh -huh. It's a very big part of the life of everyone, everyone's life. And so maybe that's why also it's difficult for us to understand because... At least I know in France, I think it's the same in Spain or Italy. There are not a lot of people who believe in general. There are people that they have believed, but I think not yeah, compared to too many strong. Like, yeah. Too much strong, yes. I think in um, our religion is different because it's more spiritual. It's a kind of, uh, okay, if you need uh, help because you are uh, living a bad moment, okay, you pray and I don't know it's a kind of uh, support I, I mm -hmm. mean for, for my experience you, you find you, you're looking for in God no so it's spiritual it's um, something uh, that has not real and concrete results like in these cases no yes maybe we have like in Catholic or Christianism religion a small community that they follow a strict rules But I think the majority is more. We don't use specific clothes or we don't use specific things. But in this country, it's the opposite. Yeah, maybe because I think in uh, Christian religion in general, there are also quite strict rules. But there are more, mm -hmm. I think, from what I know, uh, moral rules. I mean, that you must follow, but... Uh, Also, maybe I don't know how it works really in, for example, the Islam re religion, but uh, from what we can see, at least, there are maybe more physical rules, but... Uh, yeah, because they link uh, cultural habits with religion. For us, it's different because you have uh, different cultural habits than me, because we are from different countries, but they have this link between cultural and religion and for that reason I think they have this strong belief in the religion because it's part of everything yeah but the thing is I think the point is I think that in Afghanistan uh, a lot of majority of people are uh, believing 
Islam also. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's not uh, the same or not, uh, yeah, not really the same or not as extreme as the Taliban way. Yes, for but, sure. But I, I think I'm almost sure that uh, the majority of Afghanistan believe already. It's just not as uh, they don't, well, the physical rules, let's say, uh-huh. they, don't, they are not applying them as strictly mm-hmm. as the Taliban want to. Mm-hmm. We are speaking a lot about Talibans and about this kind of religion love that they are follow, but maybe our listeners don't know what is this law. Someone has information about this law? Due to the reconquest of, of Afghanistan by the Taliban, in recent days there has been talk and discussion of Sharia law, uh, which with a somewhat raw definition is often referred to as Islam, Islamic law. Taliban spokesman Zabiullah Mujahid also spoke about Sharia several times in the first official press conference after the capture of Kabul. Answering questions from journalists, Mujahid explained that some rules that will be adopted by the new Taliban government will take Sharia as a reference. But what is Sharia love really? Okay, guys, Sharia law is not something that concerns only the Taliban or Islamic extremists, but all Muslim and knowing it is important. All practicing Muslim, in fact, say they are followers of the Sharia law, and it could not be otherwise. Yeah, I think this, sorry, the, this first point I think is really important because I think, uh, for example, in European countries, we people are often doing this link between uh, Sharia law and Taliban or Islamic mm-hmm. extremists. And it's not the case. And once again, I think it's because of uh, the lack of information that we have about yes. this. Yes, true. Mm-hmm. Because in not everybody used the Sharia law in the same way than Taliban's. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the point, yeah. Mm-hmm. There are different interpretations. But yes. Okay, uh, find out more. The word Sharia in Arabic means path, straight path. And in the Muslim religion, it indicates a set of abstract concepts that are derived from the main sacred text. Sharia is therefore not a written text. To better explain what it is, we can refer to the words of the expert in Islamic studies, Asma Afsaruddin, according to whom... The Sharia is a series of wide-ranging ethical and moral principles, which for the faithful Muslim are perfect and immutable. By themselves, however, they are not enough to indicate the right path, since often they don't concern specific cases. The Fuhaja, the jurists, translate the Sharia into written and particular laws, i fig. According to Muslim faithful, since Fixed are man-made, they have a fallible and modifiable nature. They are therefore open to different, sometimes even contradictory, interpretations. It's one of the many horizontal aspects of Islam, a religion in which in fact there is not a central authority considered to be a direct expression of God, uh, nor a clergy selected with similar methods all over the world, like us, for example, Catholic. All the main schools of interpretation of the Sharia, however, agree on the fact that there are two 
primary sources from which Sharia must be deduced, the Quran and the Sunnah. The Quran is the book of revelations that the Prophet Muhammad would have received from God in the 7th century AD. The Sunnah are the actions that Muhammad and his first followers would have performed. It's represented by the Hadith, uh, that is, verses that contain the life of Muhammad handed down first orally and then later put in writing. The contents of the Sharia are divided in two macro categories, those that regulate the relationship between man and God, Ibadah, and those that regulate relations between men, Muamala. Among the first are so-called five pillars of Islam, which have to do with fear and prayer. Among the Muamala, uh, there are instead the norms to be kept towards other people and things, for example, the indication that men and women have equal dignity before God. Many statements by the Taliban spokesman during Tuesday's press conference, including those on Sharia law and women's rights, are very difficult to judge because their interpretation can be very broad. Citing Sharia law uh, does not necessarily mean announcing the imposition of the law. Burqa or the prohibition of women from studying or working, as some commentators have suggested in recent days. The point will be to understand how the Taliban will decide to apply it, with what level of fundamentalism, and to understand whether the openings shown so far are something real or just a temporary attempt to obtain legitimacy and avoid international isolation. It's a crazy thing, prohibited go to the school yeah for it's me it's a uh, coming back mm-hmm. i mean it's supposed at least in countries like france or spain it's like a basic right to have access to education and even now i think all around the world it's uh, becoming uh, well more than, than a right you you you, you have a right to can go to school yes because the rest of the world in the majority countries we have more feminism power and here is woman doesn't exist it's only to have children they can't go to school they can't wear clothes that they want and a lot of rules that they need they must follow but in conclusion is this woman in afghanistan is nothing because maybe the table has more I know, power, and they appreciate more the table than the woman. This is very, very sad for for us because we are women. Imagine how millions of women in this country cannot improve their knowledge or live in freedom. I mean, also in our countries, many, many, many uh, years ago was in this in this way, not in this yes, kind of... Yes, 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 because it's not too much time ago when women, for example, couldn't vote. Or in Spain, during the dictatorship, my grandmother told me she had houses because her parents had houses and she was only daughter in the family and she couldn't sell anything because she needed the the sign of my grandfather but the owner was my grandmother and that is 60 years ago it's not too much Mm -mm. the the situation now is worse 
because uh, if you compare now the situation in this uh, kind of Afghanistan and mm -hmm. the rest of the world is strange because you can see improving in other in yes. other countries not it's not like 100 ago for uh -huh. example because uh -huh. now there are concrete situations of improving human rights and uh, equal dignity and yes and gender world, and world is moving fastly every gender. day We are changing everyday things, gender equality rights, women rights. Okay, we are fighting every day. It's not we don't live in a perfect world, but, but the number I don't know. All these people, because mm -hmm. these uh, movements, for example, are not only in one country or in another. It's uh -huh. the, the whole world. Yes, no? exactly. It's fighting for these rights. So the union does force does no. Yes, yes, yes because. The, the rest of the world, we are trying to improve and they are coming back. Yeah, but also this, I think there are several points on this, at least. I think, for example, first, well, you were both saying that uh, not so long ago in countries mm -hmm. like Italy, Spain, France, it was well not the same, but uh, women didn't have uh, rights, like, for example, to vote, to have their own bank, bank account or things uh -huh. like that. And it was not so long ago, but the thing is that we, us, are, were born in a, a world, in a country where it's, uh, it's becoming normal. So when we are seeing a country where it's not the case, it's, uh, well, a bit weird for us, I think. Yes. And second point, I think, is that, uh, like I said before, Afghanistan is at war and civil war since like decades. And so this is really difficult in that situation to have improvement, for example, for women's rights. Yes, but for example, women, uh, women had rights years yes. ago. Yeah, the point also is that the religion, at least in the way of the Taliban, is not helping. Yes, but until, until, no, before American people went inside Afghanistan, like in the 70 decade, women had rights. Because women's rights in Afghanistan have been the subject of debate and conflict for more than a century, with efforts to improve their status followed by moves to roll them back. In the era where uh, King Amanullah Khan, who ruled for a decade starting in 1919, pushed for Western style reforms intended to modernize the country, inspired by Mustafa Kemal Ataturk, the founder and first president of the Republic of Turkey, he introduced a new constitution that sought to guarantee rights for women as well as men. 1919. Child marriage was banned, polygamy discouraged, and the jurisdiction of religious leaders narrowed. Women were no longer required to wear the veil. Queen Soraya, for example, who opened the first girls' school in Kabul, became a champion of women's rights. The fast pace of change was loaded abroad, but really conservatives in the largely tribal society provoking revolt. The king was eventually forced to abdicate 10 years later in 1929. And his successor was Mohammed Nadir Shah, and he replaced the most progressive policies. 
But the backlash was short-lived. Sahir Shah, who ruled from 1933 to 1973 and was the last king of Afghanistan, reintroduced many of Amanullah's initiatives, albeit more cautiously. In 1964, women helped draft a new constitution, which gave them the right to vote and allowed them to seek elected office. They got jobs, ran business, and entered politics. Tensions with traditionals never went away, but women protested any attacks on their rights. In 1964, they could protest, and now... But why? What happened after the, after the monarchy? After the monarchy, in 1979... The pro-Soviet general who'd overthrown Sahir Sah was killed in a cop, and the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan and installed a Marxist puppet regime. The status of women began to erode when the state descended into civil war between the communist troops and their opponents, including Islamist fighters called Mujahedin. After the Soviets retreated in 1989, the Taliban, which formed in the early 1990s as a movement among Pius youth, eventually gained the upper hand. They marched throughout the country, promising peace and modern government. But the reality was different under the rule from 1996 to 2001, especially for women. And it's the same that now, that nowadays. They were banned from school, work, speaking in public, and even from leaving their home unless escorted by a male. And they were forced to cover themselves in the burqa. The burqa is one piece garment that covers the entire head and body. Penalties for violations, including public lashings and death by stoning. The suicide rate among women rose. Their access to health care dropped because of the restriction on their movements and a requirement to use women-only hospitals and wards. Women were excluded from political life, including all kinds of governance. In 2001, after the Taliban refused to extradite Al-Qaeda leader Osama Bin Laden, USA invaded Afghanistan, and when Bin Laden and the Taliban leadership led, the USA mission morphed into a nation-building undertaking with improving the lives of Afghan women and girls a central focus. The country's 2004 constitution contains specific provisions warranting women's rights and quotes to ensure they are part of the political process. When the USA opened the Taliban's control, millions more girls entered school in Afghanistan. Women and girls joined the army and policy force, training as surgeons, judges and prosecutors, and worked as journalists, translators, or television presenters. Despite these advances, Afghanistan has one of the highest maternal mortality rates in the world, The polls suggest that almost 90% of Afghan women experience abuse 
in their lifetimes. According to the advocacy group Human Rights Watch, the justice system largely ignore a 2009 law that makes 22 acts toward women criminal offenses include rape, battery, forced marriage, preventing women from acquiring property, and banning a woman or girl from going to school or work. Reforms didn't spread to rural areas where they were seen as an Islamic and counter to traditions. The absence an, of an effective central government meant that in territory controlled by conservative military commanders and religious leaders, women's rights continued to be severely curtailed. Cases of rape and sexual abuse by militia members were common to rural areas, human rights groups have reported. Women have forced restrictions on their movements and have been required to wear the burqa. Rights groups also say the practice of exchanging girls and young women to settle feuds or to repay debts continued in these areas as have high rates of early and forced marriage. And now in the new Taliban right, the following list produced by the Revolutionary Association of Women of Afghanistan, because now they have almost 29 bans, and one of these are like, such as complete prohibition of female work outside their homes, Only a few female doctors and nurses are allowed to work in some hospitals in Kabul. They don't have healthcare. Complete prohibition of any type of activity of women outside the home unless accompanied by their maram. This maram is a chaperone, can be a close male, like father, brother, or husband. They can close in deals with male merchants. They can go to a doctor if the doctor is a male. They can't study in the schools, university, or any other education institution. They can use heels, for example, because it's prohibited if to hurt the sound to the show against the see the work. They can use cosmetics. They can't speak or shaking hands with men. They aren't the mahram, the close male of the family. They have prohibitions from to riding in a taxi without this chaperone. They need to use different buses from the men. There are a prohibition of women from having a presence of radio, television, or public meetings of any kind. Prohibition of practicing sports or entering any sports center or club. Prohibition of women from riding bicycles or motorcycles. They can't wear brightly colored clothing because in Taliban terms, these are sexually attractive colors. In many streets, Taliban's change the name. For example, there was a street called Garden of Women and now is Garden of Of spring. There is a prohibition of publishing images of women printed in magazines and books or hung on the walls of houses and shops. And another that I remember now, women can't use the windows in their houses. The windows need to, to have a curtains or something 
because nobody can see women into the houses. Women don't exist in Afghanistan. But not only the women, not only women in Afghanistan have these uh, rules to follow, because, for example, in general, the society, they forbid listening to music, they prohibited watching movies, television, on videos, they prohibited celebration the traditional New Year on March 21. The Taliban have proclaimed this holiday is from only for pagan. Men can't uh, shave their beards and they need to cut the hair. The men must wear Islamic clothing and wear a cap. It's not only women that they must follow rules. For us, it's strange rules without sense. Well, the point is that it makes sense in their religion or the way they interpret it. In their interpretation, because there are many Muslims that they don't need to wear burqa or they don't need to, to follow this kind of rules because for them don't make sense. For me, religion can say what it wants, but there are limits about civil rights or no because first we School have human education and no for this subject for me topics for me there are limits and i think other countries can do something yes for sure they can interview they can say their opinion or uh, i don't know impose something because Yes. We are talking about civil rights. Yes, because first of all, we are humans and we have rights. And okay, can I can follow respect our religion. your religion, but yes. this is not a religion issue. No, they use religion, but in a bad way, because they are spreading a bad idea about this oh. religion. For me, it's not even a bad or a good idea of what even the, the rules that they have. It's not even good or bad. The point for me is that uh, they don't let people choose if they want to or not. Exactly. For that reason, I think they can't follow. They can't choose anything. But, But freedom is a right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, freedom because, of yeah, expression. Me, yeah, if you want to follow this... Uh, religion with this rule like this mm -hmm. why not you can but if you don't want to you don't have to but there's well this is a bit maybe too much yeah but uh, in countries like france spain there are mm -hmm. rules uh, not similar but uh, you are free but for example in public schools you cannot uh, wear some types of clothes yeah we need to follow a dress code yeah mm -hmm. yeah and it's still freedom why not and for example there was even in france in my high school some sometimes some problems about um, well some girls that were told to change uh, clothes because for example the skirts were too short mm -hmm. but True. uh But then this was also, it's not at all the same thing. We cannot really compare uh, what's happening in Afghanistan mm -hmm. and this. But the point is that uh, they are trying to tell, okay, you cannot wear this, you have to wear another thing. 
And yes, not? but maybe for example in the school, it's only in the school, not in your home or in the street. In, in Afghanistan, they must to follow that. Yeah, but in every aspect in their lives. Yeah, but my point was that uh, they were saying that for girls. Uh huh. But the point is that uh, today in our society, not a lot of men, for example, are wearing skirts. Mm-hmm. But I think that if it was the case at school, for example, there was not a lot of chances that uh, the, if not not just for fun, is the style mm-hmm. of uh, the man, for example, is to wear a skirt. I don't think the like the teachers or will say will say something about it. But if it's a girl, they can say okay, it's too short or things like that. But if it's a boy, but the same, I think it will be different. Do you know what I mean? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, because for example, in these rules that I read before, okay, men have to mo- to follow some rules, but it's not the same way. Like, oh, okay, you need to shave your hair, okay, but you can go outside your home. And for women, they must to use burka, but not only to hide the hair, it's to hide everything. Yeah. For me, in general, is a dictator. I mean, it's not a, a democratic uh, government. <laughs> no? Yeah. No, no, it's not. And for me, other countries can interview for these civil rights, not about but religion. What, yeah, but what can they do? Because that's also the point. We can talk about the influence and what other countries like USA, for example, can do. Because, for example, we can say that probably this happened because American soldiers are leaving Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, for example, about that? the fact that United States President Joe Biden decided to, well... To retire. retire ah, to, to leave. Re- yeah, yeah, to yes. All the soldiers who were in Afghanistan are coming back. Bad decision, decision for Bad me. Bad decision, why? He is thinking to protect their citizens. Okay, but we don't have problem, for local problem. This is not a local problem because the influences, the consequences are in all the world. So I think the intervention of the USA, I don't know, maybe, okay, they can wait, they can... Uh, That's my point. They can wait for what? Because the point is American soldiers are in Afghanistan since uh, 20 years, since 2001 and the terrorist attacks. And in 20 years, the fact is, well, it's uh, the point, is that nothing really happened because they left. And a few months, not even a few months after, the Taliban were again in the capital. So they were here for 20 years and there are like thousands of deaf and dead people every year. And civil people, citizens of Afghanistan, children every year who well, dead because of Americans or also about Afghan people, rebels. But the main thing is, yeah, what is the best thing? Because at the end, it costs a lot of things like for economy, for lives mm-hmm. of people. And uh, in 20 years, it was only war and nothing really improved. So the strategy, I think, of the United States right now is to try to stop the, well, the war and the killing of everyone and try to negotiate more. Because the thing is that uh, the United States still wants to to intervene and to discuss with the Taliban. For example, like I said at the beginning of the program, they had like agreements with the Taliban to let people go out of Afghanistan. It's respected or not, not really, but still they are trying to do something. 
So for me, I can understand why they do this. And for me, well, yeah, that's in a way a good idea because, well, yeah, for me, the main point is that they were here in, during 20 years and they cannot stay until the end of the, the time, I think. I mean, they were here mm. 20 years and they a few months could. after they left, all was like before. So at the end, what did they do? Maybe they could change strategy. I don't know. But well, this Find is a trend. Uh, this is a change of mm -hmm. strategy. They decided to leave the countries with no soldiers to not have any more like fights with bombs and all that thing every day because it was like daily for Afghan people and to try to another way. And this other way is with more diplomacy and to try to find uh, agreements to be at peace. And even if probably Afghanistan will not be like democratic and all that stuff, maybe even with the influence of Taliban people, it can be better than it was before for some people. Do you understand what I mm -hmm. said? Yeah. Yes, yes. But also one point is that I read, we, the point is, yeah, I, I don't know so much information myself and I encourage well, you, me and all the listeners to search more information about this. But uh, for the creation of the Taliban, at first, uh, I think you already said, one of you said that uh, in around uh, after the Second World War, there was the Cold mm -hmm. War between uh, so Russia or USSR and the United States mm -hmm. and um, Russia invaded Afghanistan. Yes. And they were fighting both countries, USA and Russia, for these countries because it was like in the middle, let's say. Mm -hmm. And because Russia invaded the countries, it's not really official. I think we can find information about this. The mm -hmm. fact is that uh, American finance group, extreme groups in the countries to destabilize a bit what was happening to like a counter movement for the Russian. Mm -hmm. And so they almost directly financed the creation of the Taliban. But then it became like they became powerful. Yeah, they have done terrorist attack on the yeah, on the US territory. And so from that moment, they decided to do something and they, American soldiers, went to Afghanistan. But before, at the beginning, I think that somewhere USA is a part of uh, the Taliban as it is today. It's a deeply topic. Yeah, that's... Uh, we don't... We don't know anything, actually. Yeah, that's also my point. I think that the uh, medias today, because uh -huh. the medias, I think all around, at least all around Europe, are showing us only, well, bad things and not really information. I mean, uh, yes, we all saw photos about uh, in the airport, thousands of mm -hmm. people trying to run after the plane or in the plane, even hundreds of people in one plane. But uh, this doesn't, Tell us the story behind yes, what's really because happening. We don't know. People don't want to to search what is the root of the conflict because they don't wake up one day and decide to do everything that... Yes, this that's the point. <laughs> yeah, because media are talking about it like since a few days, a few weeks, maybe. Mm. But that's all. But the Taliban didn't decide one day, okay, let's invade Afghanistan today. And yeah, because this conflict have decades, 40 years, more, yeah. more, more than 40 years. Yeah, and it probably began at least at the same time as uh, when uh, Biden declares that uh, 
American soldiers in Afghanistan will go back. Mm -hmm. But we didn't have any news about Afghanistan at that moment. I think we, the only information that we had was that, well, American soldiers yes. will go back to the USA and that's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because during these 20 years, I don't know what things yeah, they I did. Think, yeah, for me, since, uh, but since I'm looking about information, since I'm young, I'm seeing information when I'm seeing Afghanistan. It's to say that there is war, there are mm -hmm. bombs and people killed, but and that it's at war since decades. But that's all. We don't have information about what's happening, who is fighting against who, why. But for example, did you heard about Al-Qaeda? Al-Qaeda, yes. yes. This name is famous. Famous, yes. Because you, you were you were mm, talking about uh, informations and news mm -hmm. uh, about situation in Afghanistan. But I years ago I listened a lot of yes, speaking about this. In the when was the attack terrorism in New York? Every day, media used this name, but. Nowadays? That's yeah, but rude. the point is also talking again about media, sorry. Mm -hmm. But uh, that, well, medias choose information that they want to tell us. Exactly. And the thing is that we are talking a lot today about Afghanistan, but in a few weeks probably that we will not hear. But the same uh, with the conflict between Palestine and Israel. Yeah, same about Uyghurs. And war in Yemen, and, and war in uh, Libya, and war in... Uh, in China. And then now, well, we are still hearing about it sometimes, but it's a lot less in the media. Why? Because, well, maybe it's not less uh, attractive for people. Because media also, I think it's all about money. This article will say oh. a lot. Mm -hmm. It will have a good influence. So let's mm -hmm. talk about this. Yes. But that's still happening. So I think it will be good to make maybe another program of, about Afghanistan, maybe like at the end of a year. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yes. Or maybe in a month. Yeah, we even forget, a month. Yeah. Like Afghanistan. Because I remember when I was a child, but I remember when it was the 11th of September. Every day during, I don't know, a few years, Afghanistan, Iraq, Al-Qaeda, terrorists attacked these kind of radical groups were news. But suddenly, nobody knew anything about Afghanistan. Maybe we know there was soldiers, American soldiers, Spanish soldiers also, maybe French soldiers, I have no idea. But no, no, the same information that years before. And now it's same, the same, like we have Every day, new information, new articles, new... In Twitter, you can read a lot of different cases. But in a month, there will be another conflict. Yeah, but yeah, that's my point also for me why it's sad. Because like mm -hmm. we are very developed countries, like the yeah. most developed countries in the world. Mm -hmm. And we can really do something at least to help Afghan people who want to... Well, to go out of Afghanistan because of what's happening. And uh, countries are saying, okay, we will accept uh, some Afghanistan and that stuff, but they will maybe do it during this month. And after they will like... Mm -hmm. I think in my opinion, 
these countries that we mentioned before, Syria, Israel, Yemen, Yemen, Libya, there are a lot of conflicts. Are important when the big countries want to something specific, take advantage or they want to to use their territories, but when they don't want to be part in these territories, people in general, because yeah. we don't think about the conflicts in this mm-hmm. part of the world. It's true, but the consequences of these wars are global. Yes. Yeah, but no, I think for me, uh, yes, it's global, but countries like, like even France are very selfish, I think. Because one thing that I half understand, half don't, Mm-hmm. I'm quite shocked about it, is that every, almost every country today is speaking about, okay, we will uh, take uh, this number of Afghan people. But the point is that every country is saying that we will take only the ones that uh, help our country or that's who are, for example, French people who live in Afghanistan or um, diplomats, Afghan people who helped France. Mm-hmm. And that's all. And every country is doing the same. And yes. for me, okay, I can understand because it's uh, you, you citizens first or people who help friends, okay. But uh, for me, that's also very selfish. I mean, countries like France, Spain or USA have the power to do a lot more than just that. Yes, because nowadays you can read in media, uh, Spain admit 2,000 of Afghan people, okay, it's to people clapping the country like, oh, nice, Pedro Sanchez or the government of Spain are doing the best things. But the reality in a few weeks will be, they are here to steal our jobs or to steal blah, blah, blah. They are... (laughs) That's the point. They are saying even this now, like our own president, (laughs) Macron, have said something. I was almost, did he really said that? Because he said about Afghanistan, okay, so the situation was bad and we need to help them. But he also said that we need to, well, he said that France, Germany and other EU countries are working on a coordinated response against expected irregular migratory flows from Afghanistan, where the Taliban's takeover has fueled fears among rights groups of a looming crisis. And uh, he also said that the situation in Afghanistan was an important challenge for our own security. Yes. So what I was I saying, like, is, can you say something more selfish? It's <laughs> a threat for our own security. I mean, I can understand that there are maybe probably some bad people, and maybe even Taliban inside the Afghan who wants to yes. go out of Afghanistan. <laughs> but you have the not even the opportunity, but the power to help thousands of people who want to escape their country. So they do not want just to visit and to stay a few years. No, they want to escape because they are in danger. And what we are saying, okay, we need to be careful because maybe some of these people are bad and it's bad for our country. Yes, I mean, because they spread this first among the society because it's the same in Spain. And people sometimes don't understand there are bad people around the world. We have in Spain bad people. Yeah, we, we don't need to, to accept foreign people to have in the country bad people. And that is a problem. For example, your president say that 
maybe not my president, but other political people. That's the problem. Because now everybody's uh, happy because the country is helping, but... Yeah, but I saw even this for Hungary. I saw an article uh, this morning about uh, Hungary who are admitting some Hungarian people or people, Afghan people who help Hungary mm-hmm. who are arriving in Budapest. So the same for every country mm-hmm. in Europe. They are saying we are accepting some people who helped us before and because they are more in danger than the others. It's right. I think it's true because the people who help, uh, for example, the also in NATO, the national military. Ah. Yeah. And... Uh, Because, yeah, the Taliban are taking a bit of revenge against the people who helped the mm-hmm. European Union or the rest of the world. So, okay, maybe their and their family are more in danger. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that those who want to escape are not also. As I said before, I think the consequences of this uh, of these conflicts are global. And mm-hmm. if we ask, for example, will the fall of Afghanistan affect immigration to Europe? Oh, yes, of course. The yes. answer is yes, for, for this reason. But the solution is not, okay, accept, uh, accepting people, refugees and Im- immigrants, okay. But we should help them in their countries. Yeah, but the point is Because right now they cannot stay or they don't want. That can be very understandable. For that reason, I said you, maybe USA could wait because I maybe, okay, yeah. without any solution, without differences, because... Yeah, but the main point for me right now is the fact that everyone is seeing thousands of people like in the airport of Kabul trying to escape. And people in countries like Europe are saying, like a lot of countries in Europe uh, have really strict rules about immigration. And how can you have this type of thoughts when you see this? I mean, okay, it will maybe threaten a bit the security of your own country, but what is it compared to save the life of thousands of people with this question we don't have more time to continue to discuss this interesting topic and this topic will be part of media more weeks more and i hope listeners you enjoy this program with us for me it was a pleasure to share our knowledge between us mm-hmm. thank you francesca thank you lucas thank you guys Maybe uh, we can speak about this. Uh, yes, maybe future. next week or every week. Who knows? We see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.